Welcome to this very special Shed Session. Tonight I am accompanied by James Walker and I couldn't be more excited. I know I say this every session, I am very excited every session, but this is really special. I'm thrilled to have him with me in the Shed on this December evening. The sun's just set, the rain started to fall. Four in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly, it's this time of year. And... There were there was some bird song earlier and I think they've probably gone <laughs> they've to bed enough. now. See, yeah. See you later. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the books that we read. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? James, how are you? All right. Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, fine. Home. Home for Christmas. Yeah. I couldn't resist coming to a shed and making songs. It's... Oh, it's, ve it's very special. And what a treat, you know, this time of year before Christmas, the few days before, you can kind of feel at a loose end. And it's, it's so nice to have the opportunity to create, to... It's, it, as soon as I saw, so it, it popped up on Instagram, that Shed Sessions is... Shed Sessions is new to Instagram and it's followed by my friend Nick. And I thought, I can't not send you a message. I can't not come and sit in here and think about home, which is nearby, and sing songs and be in the shed. I made, I made a whole my whole first album in a shed, very similar to this. Um, and uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't resist really. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for making contact. I'm, I'm just so happy. So thank you very much for anytime, man, for coming down here and and you know just to my humble shed um i'm just so pleased it, it's such nah, a wonderful thanks for having me 20 minutes do. in the car <laughs> come and have a tea and sing some songs oh cool well what have we got to start off with this oh, evening i'm gonna play uh, i'm gonna play some new stuff um because i'm in the middle of finishing up an ep um this is a collaborative ep with my friend ash wilkie and he used to be the singer of a few bands back in the day that did all right. Um, but in a totally different genre. So he was in, there's the singer of Francesca and MMX, who were like local, localish bands that ended up doing, you know, Kerrang Awards and, and you know, whatever they did. Um, but then Ash um, stopped being part of those bands for a while. And I, we reconnected. We'd known each other since we were 16 or something. We reconnected one night. And I asked him what he was doing with music. And he said, well, not a lot, but I've got so many songs that we haven't finished. And I don't know what to do with them. And I said, well, that's right. And he was drunk. And he said, yeah, sure, man. And I was like, there's no way. I love this guy. I loved this guy's music when I was a teenager. There's no way he's going to ever text me back. And uh, he texted me the following morning, like, how does Tuesday work? And I was like, yeah, of course it does. So he, um, so he got in contact again. And we, we spent the last, God, about six or seven months now working on what was meant to be one song and the first song came together really quickly and so we said well, let's might as well do another one and now it's turned into like at least an ep possibly a full record um that we'll just release sometime next year so i think i'll play two from that maybe three um because i need to play them because they're new um so the song's called body um and um it's actually one of ash's so we, we've both been co-writing. So like he'll send me an idea and it'll be unfinished or the other way around. 
and he woke up one night with this um, this melody in his head. And I'm like, that's some spiritual stuff. Um, and he's like, I couldn't go to sleep until I recorded it. So we went and sat down and played it on the piano and figured it out. And um, it's the melody for the chorus of this song, and it's it's really really lovely. And so I I couldn't not ask him to let me write on it as well. So so that's that. It's quite it's quite um, they're all quite heavy su subjects and quite deep things. Um, and um, I guess this is about a lot of different things, a, a lot of different traumas that Ash, well, I suppose, and I uh, have experienced. Thank you. Wow. We're, we're in for a treat. I'm so looking forward to this. And I, I know you've released a couple of albums already, and mm. I've been listening to those. And to have some new music coming through now, it's, yeah. it's just such a treat. I know you've work, been working really hard. Mm. And yeah, let, yeah, let's hear it. This I is going to be great. Thanks, man. I hope so. No, no pressure. <laughs> sweetness that heaven brings it embodies you every corner of your colorful brain I still remember the day my head broke down in a single bed I remember the day don't remember the minute hated so many things I'd be a fool to forget it now I'd be a fool Suddenly I'm face down in water Lost my footing on the lakeside And soon enough I will be living up high When I feel the weight pull me under A view of a night sky Fills my field of vision And I'm alive For the first time In a long time For you a settlement I was blinded by The jewelry I pinned on them I pedestaled you Till you were out of reach 
All the traps I set, I lay them at my own two feet. I'd be a fool to forget you now. I'd be a fool. Suddenly I'm face down in water, lost my footing on the lakeside. And soon enough I will be living up high. When I feel the weight pull me under a view of a night sky, fills my field of vision, and I'm alive. first time in a long time suddenly I'm face down in water lost my footing on the lakeside 100 floating bodies go by when I feel the weight pull me under a view of a night sky fills my field of vision and I'm alive. <laughs> oh wow, that is beautiful. You were saying you were listening to a song on the way here that was a real tearjerker and you were listening in the car and Actually, this this song has kind of got me. I, I feel a little bit overwhelmed. I've I've got goosebumps all over, and um, it's such a it's such an amazing thing that music can do to you. It it really the physical reaction is weird. Oh, it's so wild, isn't it? Wow, it it's always been a, a great healer for me. And yeah, even if it's a, a sad song or it deals with difficult mm. things, it mm. it still it still really soothes my soul. Yeah, a hundred percent. Likewise. And, and to hear it live in the shed, it's it's doing something for this space, and it's always going to be here. These sounds that are being made, and that they're going to seep into the walls and add something very special to this space. So thank you, James. That that was a beauty. And when did you say this EP is going to be coming out? <laughs> Who knows? There's a lot I need to figure out. There's a lot that needs to be done before then. There's um, yeah. I mean, it's. The, the thing's growing, people are listening, but I think it's at the point where it's probably expansion time and getting other people involved to help songs get heard a bit more. Um, so I don't know, we'll yeah. figure it out first and we'll get there eventually. I mean, it's the, yeah, I, I'm gonna try and produce it as much as I can um, and then take it in and get polished somewhere at the very end. And then Ash is also working on his own record with some other great producers and you know i think we're quite a way away from it being done but end of end of may is where i'd like to put myself as a thought yeah but then releasing sad songs in the summer is never good so maybe maybe august <laughs> a winter um, tune yeah possibly 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 a later release and i'll release some other stuff in the meantime but yeah yeah it's it's coming on but it's not there yet um which is always the way. I think I end up writing these songs and it's, it ends up being years before they're out sometimes yeah. and I, I need to stop that. Same with the last album, Great Deceiver. I, 
I started writing that in 2017 and it came out in 2020, like at the end of, <laughs> and that's just, that's my perfectionism, I think. Um, so with this, I need to not do that because we can't live in a world where there's a three year wait between albums. I don't know who I think I am, but nobody's sticking around for that long, you know? Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll springtime. That is springtime. Okay. That's a, that's a rough guess. Yeah. Springtime. Oh, very exciting. And you mentioned Great Deceiver, yeah. the 2020 album. Mm -hmm. And you say you're a perfectionist and you maybe spend too much time on these things, but it pays off because that is a beauty. Thanks. What a wonderful album and, and the artwork too. I'm a, I'm a big fan of... <laughs> I look like a dead album. Italian mob boss. <laughs> but it's cool though. It gives oh, a lovely feeling. Oh God, that feeling. was a funny day. That was... Um, it was my friend Colin in Basel. He <laughs> he's a photographer for this wine importer. He gets paid way too much money. He's the, one of the biggest um, wine importers in Switzerland, and he does the, the advertising campaigns for them. So he gets big boy money, and um, he doesn't have many overheads. He lives in a flat share with like five mates, and you know keep, keeps things as cheap as he can. And so he likes to spend his money on really nice clothes. And I was at his house, not really knowing that he was, you know, doing all right financially. And I was lit I was just curious if he was wearing a really nice outfit. And I was like, oh, nice, man. So I'd looked through his wardrobe when I got back to his house. And it was like Dries Van Noten jackets, like, um, you know, Gucci trousers. And I was like, Colin, what are you not, what are you doing? Like, what are you not telling me? Um, and he was like, oh yeah, it was, you know, I've, I've got leftover money. I, I like to look good. I was like, well, that's absolutely fine. I said, can I try some on? He's like, yeah, help yourself. No worries. I'm trying oh, on all these things fun. that I'd never <laughs> normally wear. And I said, and he comes in the room and he goes, do you want to do a photo shoot in my clothes? And I was like, um, yeah, of course. So we, um, we took all of his things and uh, went to do this photo shoot in some hillside in outside Basel. And uh, he said, oh, chuck it on the ground. And I went, what? He's like, yeah, throw the, throw the jacket on the ground. Lie, lie in the jacket and I'll, I'll take a photo from above you. And I'm like, that jacket's more than my car, Colin. Like, and he's <laughs> like, yeah, just throw it on the ground, it's fine. <laughs> so I dressed up all day walking around Basel feeling like a minor celebrity with my little, all, my, all of his jewelry on. That, you know, I, I can't afford anything. Can't afford the shoes. Uh, wearing his clothes and um and uh he's taking photos of me walking around town <laughs> i was like this is this is i could get used to this <laughs> great deceiver it, yeah for real yeah I'm <laughs> deceiving everybody into thinking that i can afford that lovely jacket that's in a heap on the floor how did it feel wearing all those oh, fancy yeah, clothes yeah yeah great you can feel the quality oh yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't pay for it but yeah yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was a cool day. Um, and then the record itself um, came out end of October-ish, October I think. And that was, that took three three years to finish, just because it's me. Um, yeah, it took three years to get there. And since then, ADHD diagnosis, can't believe it took 30 years. Um, <laughs> it's very obvious now, like night and day difference, medication and not medication. And um, to see that, it took three years to make that record because I just never could get anything finished. And then in the six months since being on medication, I finished like 10 songs. I'm like, oh. I had a penny drop. Oh, <laughs> I, I see now. I, yeah. see, I see the thing. Well, that's so, fantastic yeah. that you got a diagnosis and then yeah. you can actually work with your special gift, I would, 
I would call yeah. it. I hope. Yeah, I think so. I think that there's a there's a so one of the interesting things about this is the the kind of journey of discovery as to what symptoms or what what patterns of thinking and what ways of behavior are a result of ADHD. Um, because there there are so many avenues and and aspects that this thing will make you feel like that I thought won't relate to that at all. And I didn't know that 90 plus percent of people with ADHD have rejection sensitive dysphoria, which I thought was, I just, I just felt upset lots when people said certain things or behaved in a certain way um, or perceived. So the thing about this is that so 90 plus percent of people with ADHD experience a, a devastating or catastrophic emotional response to a minor, even perceived rejection. And for all of my life, I've just felt like, oh, I'm really sensitive. And uh, I write songs about, you know, all kinds of rejection or, oh, I'm, you know, I just grew up gay. So then it was, well, I'm I, I, being in a, a, a school situation where it was prickly and, and being bullied and physically assaulted. Then it was like, oh, I'm just being sensitive because of my upbringing mm -hmm. or because of my experiences then. And actually, now I'm on medication and all of the things that I would normally perceive as rejection, all of the experiences that I look back on and I, I see now with a slightly more open eyes, I see that it's probably just that. It's just that condition. And, um, you know, it's, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop those things from existing and it doesn't stop the kind of crazy brain speed and tangents and all of that kind of stuff. But it does let you focus a little bit more mm. on, okay, well, I'm experiencing this thing now. I can I can think myself out of it or I mm. can recognize that how I'm feeling is a result of that and not because of the person or because of the situation. And um, so the difference, yeah, I mean, the difference is night and day. And creativity-wise, it's not, it's not been three years since I've managed to finish something, which yeah. is great. And, you know... Um, so that's good that you know these are all good things and yeah a gift is a gift is a funny funny word for it because the um they're talking about it being about 12 percent of the population overall um in recent studies and growing because you know mm. more people are having appropriate diagnoses now and uh, i went to see allison my specialist and i said it was 12 percent in the general population what about artists what about creatives and she's she said i'd be surprised if it was less than three quarters <laughs> she said is there, you've, surely and i said what do you mean surely she said well we don't know the data you know mm -hmm. but she, I, i'd be incredibly surprised she said you know all the clients she works with who are in creative fields are all adhd or mm. on some other spectrum autism spectrum i suppose spectrum they're often comorbid um conditions and you know that um that's quite a quite a common thing too so it's been fascinating yeah fascinating to explore that gift is an interesting word and i quite like it um but that's like saying um <laughs> you know that was really great um it was different yeah <laughs> you yeah know, it? <laughs> I, and as i said it i did think it might come across as patronizing however and it may not. However, I've had my own experience of a, a late diagnosis of dyspraxia. Right. And for me, I've got to a point now, it's been about four years. Mm. 
and what I'm 45 now and it's definitely been a gift in that I've been able to be kinder to myself mm. and understand mm -hmm. why I'm thinking in certain ways and being more patient with my thoughts and also seeing how it's filtered into my creativity and I think if I wasn't dyspraxic I wouldn't have created yeah. this podcast for example I wouldn't have created these paintings around the room or I wouldn't have positioned all these objects in the way I have and I think it takes a while for you to come around to the fact that yeah it could be seen as a, it's disabling in, mm. in parts but it can enable too absolutely Hello, I've come back into the shed to record this piece following the conversation I've been having with James. I called ADHD a gift rather than a disability because I felt it could be empowering. And this was based on my experience with dyspraxia. However, it's not always that simple as people's circumstances may be different. So someone with ADHD may not be in a position to access support. As well as this, their symptoms of ADHD may be very severe and often debilitating. So in those circumstances, it is unlikely to be seen as a gift. I'm grateful for the journey into this conversation and to have been graciously guided by James when I found myself talking from my personal circumstances and not thinking about the experiences of others. The mistake I made has been turned into a learning opportunity and I've included this process here post-conversation. Thank you, James. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the episode. And it's just wonderful to hear that you you have been quicker, I suppose, even if that's what you want, with creating an album. And those are positive things. And yeah. whatever's going on in, in yeah. your mind, you're making such wonderful Thanks. music. And Yeah, it's definitely a result of that. And I... I'm glad that you're channeling creativity as a result of that too. That that I think if if we don't, if people who experience these kind of impactful things or diagnoses in their life, if we don't create, it's a dark, dark old road. Um, I think it's definitely a a beautiful thing. I'd never have pegged you at 45 as well. Oh, that's good. Kind of, I'm thinking maybe you think I'm younger. Absolutely. <laughs> no, 58. No. <laughs> that, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I, I, I don't know. I try to keep myself young by, by playing, I suppose. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the secret? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just having fun. Perhaps not taking things too seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. like to have a laugh. I mean, there are moments when it, yeah. it gets darker, obviously. But yeah, I just yeah. Love Thank that. you. That's very yeah, kind well, of you. Absolutely. So, do we have another song of that EP? You that do. growing EP. Oh wow! You do terrifyingly. Um, would you like another drink of water? I see your glass is getting low. I or would you... love one. Yeah, I'll, I'll that go grab that. Yeah, sure. I'll play some background music. Yeah. Some free jazz. In it. <laughs> I picked the smallest glasses because they look quite pretty. They look like <laughs> crystal glasses. And I should have got old, big old Ikea near pine size. But anyway, here we go. It's all right. <laughs> jazz for the background. 
I'd like to take this uh, moment to explain the shed situation. This is a gorgeous little space at the bottom of the garden and is filled with all kinds of memorabilia, all kinds of paintings of album covers. There's a bike on the ceiling, uh, some skateboard decks and tennis rackets, um, which all explains why this man looks about 34 and lots of great stickers. And there is a collection of vinyl I'm probably going to be very, very envious of. I want to have a look through in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just love the language that goes with creating music. So you're talking about an EP, you're talking about recording, you're talking about an album. And it's that whole package that intrigues me. And I think you're making something, you're making something beautiful. And then to have it in a physical copy. A hundred percent. It's and thrilling. I, it's, it's the biggest joy to me. I enjoy that so much more than sticking it up on digital and just being like, okay, cool, great. I finished it on my computer. I've bounced it on my computer. I've put it on the internet and that's it. It's done. It's not done. It needs to come out on a physical form. It needs to be delivered to my door. I need to pay too much money for it. It needs to arrive. And yeah. I need to unwrap the the shipping container and the, the packaging and take off the shitty plastic that I can't not have because it just it's the cheapest option. <laughs> and then it's there. It's mine forever. And that feels like the only way to have a, a, a real thing. It's tangible. It's, yeah, 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 absolutely. I've got a little budding vinyl collection of my own at home and... I'm always trying to put my stuff out on vinyl. And oh, you have got... I've got one, um, which was... Yeah, Great Deceiver was was one, yeah. And I, I've... Hopefully, I'll do this EP as like a small vinyl. And yeah, yeah. Maybe, just maybe, have another album at the end of the year that is also on vinyl. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's it's it's, imp it's important for me. Like when I have a space of my own in the future, I want to have my studio desk where I can put above it the things that I've finished whether it be for me or other productions I've done and stick them up on the ceiling and, and be like this is what I've made in this room and this room has allowed me to create these mm. things you know that yeah sticking it up on the internet doesn't feel the same does it? it? It's quite different well it's a, it's a good platform and you can yeah. get a lot out there but your Great Deceiver vinyl looks wonderful and you yeah. can see that on the on your Bandcamp yeah. page it's a, a see-through vinyl. Yeah, yeah. clear vinyl. <laughs> oh, resist. so nice. Couldn't resist. It was more. And I was, I've always wanted one. It was my first vinyl and I love the clear vinyl. My sister's a, a fashion designer and she did all of the line work drawings on the record, on the back and on the, on the actual vinyl circle in the middle and stuff. And um, that was really great to, to get her to do the, the lyric oh. sheets and draw some stuff and... We, we saw each other for the, uh, after that record came out, it was COVID time. So we saw each other for the first time after that, I don't know, a year later or something. And um, I wanted to get one of those line work drawings as a tattoo, matching tattoo with her. Um, and we got to the tattoo studio, booked in um, and uh, went to pay up front, you know, and they said how much it was. And my sister went, oh, I haven't got that much. <laughs> And I went, what do you mean? Yeah, I haven't got that much. So we've got I've got one half of a matching tattoo and she went and got a piercing instead. Ah. <laughs> so it's just me. Um but yeah, those line those line work drawings were um by M and uh yeah, that whole that whole album making process was a real joy. Lots of Photoshop yeah. time. I had no idea what I was doing and do it having the photos done with Colin in Switzerland and 
Yeah, it was a bit of a dream to make that thing. So many different art forms and mm. things that go into it. And yeah. Yeah, the, the album looks stunning. And Thanks, man. Yeah, it was um, lots of home production to begin with. And this was at the time I, I was running on an old 2011, 2012 MacBook, and it just wasn't handling it. I only just this year upgraded to something new. And so I could only get the projects to a point in which it then all the fans would turn on. It would start doing blue screen of death and, and dying. And um, so then I got to the point where it would it would just not run any of the projects that I was working on. So I finished that record as much as I could over those three years. And by the end of which, like it wouldn't even open the projects oh, no. anymore. So I then had to take it in with my friend Sam, who runs Studio 91 in Newbury. And so he's had like Amber Run and Supergrass and Bring Me the Horizon and all these oh, people very in nice. there, you know, big boys. And he knows what he's doing. Um, so I took it into him because I've known him for a long time. And um, we turned, he, he's so good at polishing things. Like he made it into this really hyper produced, like very, very clean, in a weird way, very clean because it's lots of grimy synths and stuff in there. But. He turned it into this thing that came out and uh, that was the final moment where I was like, well, this is done then. This is fine. This is finished. So, so yeah, it was, it was a process to get that thing. And you're right at the very end, physical record. Yeah. There you hold go. it in your hands, get it on Bandcamp uh, or get it at the show, please. Cause that's better. Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that is, a, I, I've bought a, a great EP from an artist called Maria Uzo and she had a wonderful set at Modern Art Oxford. Mm. And I watched her perform. It was it was mesmerizing. And at the end of the show, there were copies of the EP oh, on that. vinyl. And I thought, this can't be happening. Love that. For a tenor, for an EP, I know there's fewer songs, That's but amazing. I had to have it. That's amazing. And Tenor's great. Yeah, to go home with this physical copy of what you've That's just heard. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah, that, Oxford's great for that kind of thing. You were saying as well. Mm. Port Mahon, oh, Weed yeah. Chief, all the oldies. Well, you, so you would have been around when it was the Zodiac. Yes, yeah. Right? yeah. Saw um, Supergrass in there. Oh, I what saw a dream. the Lemonheads. Oh, Dinosaur Jr. Oh, stop it. I'm envious. <laughs> no. That's yeah, well now I'm now I'm jealous. Mm. What's your yeah, that's what's what's your what's your favorite old time memory from, from that time? Do you know I loved a band called Gold Rush. Yeah. They were Whispering Bob prior to that. Mm. And my favorite memory was thinking I was one of the first fans of theirs. I think I think I may have been and I was invited to help out on the bar at the first truck festival. And Love it. they performed on the back of a flatbed truck. That was the that stage. Was right. Um so that was one of the great memories. And then oh there were so many brilliant local bands. I I just couldn't believe the the standard of the music mm. and the same thing's happening now. You go yeah. to these local gigs and these artists that you see are amazing. And yeah. I always think to myself, the ones that are selling major venues and records, it doesn't necessarily mean they are the best. No, Because no there's so many people out there who are just as good, if not better. They just haven't, you know, 100%. found the right people. A hundred percent. It's it's actually criminal mm. to go out to some of these some of these tiny venues 
there's 12 people in the crowd and this is a band that could be on an arena stage and you're like what yeah it's incredible and Um, they're so gracious too so you go to a gig and there's only 10 people there but they're playing like they're playing to a packed out stadium and and i just love it this Mm. and you can buy cassettes artists bring in cassettes yeah yeah. my friend judy's (laughs) just done these as well absolutely love it she did an ep called saddies <laughs> she just stuck it on a purple cassette nice purple cassette wonderful glorious yeah oxford's got a special scene for it though there's um there's really great bands around yeah. and i remember so i've the oxford for me was was adam barnes when i was 16 and in college and he was the year above me and he had this myspace band called motion and color and then he left that to do a solo thing and then he wanted a guitar player and i was in a math core hardcore band at the time and um i went and played sad folk music with him on tour and um he was an oxford boy and so he was touring with was spring offensive and um was was willie j incredible then to see all these wonderful artists coming up and at the same time that was such a nice thing richard walters yeah what a guy wow yeah yeah it's been a nice time so yeah oxford's really special really special place um sorry no that divergence here we go um that's that's fine i'm really good at doing it no problem and (laughs) and this is i i wasn't going to say it but it's a kind of like a a special christmas episode so you're going to get more chat but we're also going to get some amazing music a man that you don't know talking for an hour at you about things that you don't know about (laughs) yeah i'll do another song from that ep it, working title is blue because um, we came up with one title that had a b and then the second title had a b and then the third title had a b and we were like okay there's gonna be five songs that begin with a b isn't it it's just gonna be that it's, that'll be the thing b um so the this song is called blue um this is a bit of a weepy one um not that the other one was any less weepy um but this one is particularly um something that i uh, I wrote from a, a perspective of somebody who's not here anymore writing back a letter of comfort, I guess. I mean, if I'm being totally honest about it, it's, it was like, if I killed myself, this is what I'd like to say to people. Um, but it also came around because my friend's husband died um, and she recently got remarried. So he died five years ago. Um, she got remarried in the summertime uh, and that thing the chorus lyric came to me after going to that wedding and I was like you know I want to kind of offer a comfort letter from from the other side which yeah so that's what blues about Um, and this is that so um, if you don't want to be sad skip forward about four minutes I think Um, and then you'll hear me talking more (laughs) what a lovely idea what a a nice concept and looking forward to this yeah that's right (laughs) it's not that sound
Life is precious, but it's heavy. It's weighing on me. It's weighing on me. If I'm honest, you're the only thing keeping me on the ground beneath my feet. I'm not the same as before you. Wouldn't be who I am without you. But things happen, people do things. I could lose all that I have in a moment if temper phrase in erratic emotions. It happens, people lose things. If you ever feel nothing but blue, no, I only ever needed you. I'm behind you, loving you from a distance If you're ever living with my ghost It's okay to let it go I'm beside you, loving you from a distance Loving you from a distance Life is precious, but it's heavy. It's weighing on me. It's weighing on me. The tears in your eyes mirror mine. It terrifies me. No, I'm not the same as before you. Wouldn't be who I am without you but things happen, people do things You'll find somewhere to put the pieces Gathered from favorite places It happens, people move things If you ever feel nothing but blue No, I only ever need I'm behind you, loving you from a distance If you're ever living with my ghost It's okay to let it go Still beside you, just loving you from a distance I'm loving you from a distance Still beside you Loving you from a distance I wouldn't be me without you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm juggling all the equipment here. I've got the headphones on, which is a treat. I get to hear the sound as it would come through the recording, and it it sounds beautiful. What a lovely song! And Thanks. I know you know that you say these are sad, <laughs> sad songs, and I I just get the music, I get yeah. the feeling, and it doesn't bring me down. And mm. I get asked about my love for 
Radiohead, for example, right. or Nick Cave, and oh people God. generally say, oh, that's so sad. How can you listen to that? It doesn't make me sad. No. It, it makes me feel good, like this song just did. So, wow, that's a beauty. Thanks. What a lovely, lovely tune. Thanks. Incredible. Thanks. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably the first one that will come out from the next lot because it's the most done. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, how, how do you think of those lyrics? Where does it come from? I know you told yeah. me the story about, you know, it had that concept about someone telling someone something after they had died. Is that, that correct? Mm. And um, yeah. like, when, when do lyrics come to you? When you least expect them. They really do. Something will trigger it and you won't know what's triggered it and it'll, it'll just come to you some point afterwards. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm always, I'm always actively intentionally writing all the time. So the persistent voice note and the persistent phone note is mm. there, you know, every day without fail, I'll be working on words at some stage, at some, in some way, uh, or, or, you know, playing the piano or making songs every day without fail. But sometimes certain concepts arrive and you'll wrestle with them for years and nothing comes of it. And then, you know, I, I might have thought of the idea of like, oh, I want to write, it wasn't for this song, but um, say it was, you might have come up with the concept of the song years ago and you just can't get the words right. Mm. And then one day you'll be, it'll, you'll be in the kitchen in the middle of cooking something you're on the phone to someone for no reason and it'll go oh that's the line thank you thanks universe um and uh then that'll be the thing that inspires you to finish the rest of it you just need that one little catalyst that'll that'll turn an idea into a song and yeah so for me it's it, it i think when you uh, yeah i mean not that i do it enough but i think if you practice enough nobody practices enough i certainly don't but it's easier to tap into lyric writing when you've done lots of it because then maybe you think in a certain way. Mm. Um, but this one came to me really, really quickly um, because it's not too flowery of, of language. It's just, you know, it's, it's the concept that I wanted to just portray in an easy and accessible way, in a kind way. Um, and so, yeah, it was just one afternoon. I'd, I came up with a chorus first for that. And then the first came to me at the end of the session. And then I was sitting with it for a while, working on the production side of it. And then Ash, who's going to be on it as well, came and did a session with me in the studio um, at home. And then he was thinking, I had like a half second verse. So he helped flesh that out with some more things. Um, and then that's it. We've polished that together and he's got lots and lots of harmonies, like 30 layers of his weird oohs and ahs and, and all that kind of stuff on there. And, but yeah, conceptually that, that, that was the easier, easier of the lot. Mm. Um, the other stuff is a little more, um, abstract, but like, yeah, that just comes to you sometimes. And I was in the kitchen yesterday and, you know, thinking about, um, my parents' relationship and, you know, sometimes that can be strained and, you know, the concept of giving away however much of your life to somebody else, you know. Um, and then I thought, right, Jesus, and the song wrote itself. And, mm. You know, I have no idea how it's going to sound yet, but the lyrics came to me in, in, in 15, 20 minutes, just, you know, yeah. scrawling out these 
these things. And um, sometimes you sit at the piano and you play six chords and you go, oh, that's, that's what it's about. And you, you immediately have an idea. Other times you sit and you play and there's absolutely nothing there. And you scroll through this endless phone note of things and try and find inspiration. But yeah, I mean, lyrics... Lyrics are lyrics are an interesting thing. I think that it's the most mystical part of songwriting because pop music's just pop music, isn't it? If you know how to play nice chords and structure things well, and you know what rules you can break when you want to, yeah. and when you when you've done that for a while, that's fine. Then the lyrics are the bit that actually are the humanizing aspect of all of that, um, and that's the thing that will save us from AI domination in the future. Is that we'll they won't be able to write as human lyrics as we can because they can't have any feeling. Um, but they can make the music. Mm. The music will be AI, you know, created in the future. But um, so lyrics and stuff are the the one thing that that mean the most to me when I listen to music. And yeah, so I try and try and work on those as much as I can. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're really good in that song. You, you're Thanks. definitely tapping into feelings that are relatable, and yeah. you're being brave and bold by tackling these themes that people might not want to think about yeah i mean (laughs) i think it's also a way of just not feeling things that i think about more often than i should half Mm. the time you know and that that to me is important to have music as an outlet for those kind of things um yeah for sure for sure because it's a heavy old time sometimes up in my little brain yeah, well, I, yeah. I appreciate you sharing your music yeah, yeah. with us, and it's it's helping me understand the world slightly better. Every song I listen to, every book I read, every painting I look mm. at helps me or to to have a, a clearer understanding, I suppose. Mm. Sometimes not as clear. Sometimes it makes it more confusing, <laughs> but I suppose that's what art does for me. Yeah. Music has a very special place for, for me for understanding the world. And I appreciate all artists for tackling mm. those tricky themes. You know? I wonder, it's, it's, yeah, I'm in, it's the same for me. It's really important that I'm con- constantly consuming new things and hearing new sounds. And, you know, I mean, I make the music that I make because it, it, I'm all right at doing it. Um, maybe one day when I'm a little more financially stable, I'll make that crazy free jazz album and I'll, you know, put some screaming in the background and then I'll, I'll go crowd surf yeah. to, a, to, a, to an audience of 10 in, in the bully or something. Um, but until then, you know, I think that this trying to make it music that's accessible in a way that tackles things that are important to me, um, is something that's providing me sustainability and a lot of the music I listen to lately has been shaped by that, I think. Um, and I, I need deep dives into other avenues of, of art and sounds yeah. and things. So please share anytime. Send over weird albums and Well, I think you've, you've been very good at um, finding these different kind of artists that aren't necessarily mainstream. And I've seen you've got a playlist on Spotify. I don't yeah, know what it's called. Yeah. Where you've you've curated a list of of yeah, musicians, and yeah. I, I've gone through it, I've scanned through it. I haven't had a chance to listen to everything, but it looks like a real treasure chest because <laughs> you don't see names like I'm looking around Arcade Fire, 
Neil Young, Susie and the Banshees, Eurythmics. Yeah. It's none of those. There's these these really interesting sounding mm. artists, and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have a look at that. So I think Do. You've, you've done a great job in finding Thanks. musicians to listen to. Thanks. Uh, yeah, but I I wonder, as an artist, how that shapes my songs in either a negative or a, or a positive way. Because if I'm not listening to the classics that everybody likes, then is my music not going to be informed by that in a way that makes those people who are fans of those bands enjoy that? It's an interesting. Yeah. Because I've been listening almost exclusively for the last few years to just like little rare finds and like small fr like friends bands and you mm. know, things that are popping up on... Um, recommendations from other so if i go and do a writing session and someone's like oh i've written with this guy lately i'll go and check out his record yeah. that kind of thing's been informing a lot of it i'm obsessed with so i was offered a, a publishing deal um in the netherlands and um i don't think i'll go for it but that's fine it doesn't really matter um but when i was approached by them they said oh can you write us a one sheet of information of your achievements and of your influences and of your your story here's an example and the example was this guy called Bo Knox and he had like at the time 15,000 monthly listeners like drop in the bucket type numbers like and I was like but the production is in like pristine like multi-platinum production quality and I was like this is this. and the song it's got one single it's got one song out called Cherubim and I was like this is this is phenomenal. This is my favorite song of the year, like immediately. Mm. And I, I started listening to it so much more. And I, I messaged him because he's only 2,000 followers or whatever, more now. I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. I, I got your name from the, the BMG one sheet. And he's like, oh man, that's great. We talked for a little bit. And then fast forward six months and he posts on his Instagram, oh, so I've been co producing the new record for Drake. And I was like, what? Wow. Like, what on earth? <laughs> like, just casual, mm. this guy. And I was like, well, no wonder the production sounded so good, you know, mm -hmm. like he's, he's been crushing it in the production game and I had no idea. Like it's not, it wasn't, at least when you looked up his profile, it wasn't tied into any of that. So that to me was a real, a real treat to have like discovered his little production side project, yeah. his own little solo project. That was a real good find this year. Gatton, Gatton, G-A-T-T-O-N has been amazing as well. He's, it's beautiful. He's been making songs for a while. I think he had a, there was one, so I can't remember what it's called, but I, I remember scrolling and just that was up when I was like, it stopped me in my tracks. That was beautiful. Rich, the guy who sings for Refs. My God, Refs is a great band as well. Kevin Garrett. Yeah, there's loads. I think we're just in an age where yeah. the internet's made it possible that everybody can share their thing. And because everybody is sharing their thing, we're seeing so much talent come through. It's saturated, but it's it's exciting. Yeah, very much so. I, I was really excited when I obviously listened to your music and then saw this these playlists that you've made. And to answer that question, I don't know if it needs an answer, but mm. you were thinking about how that impacts yeah. your music and if you should be listening to all these mainstream people. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I think you know you just follow your heart, I suppose, and whatever makes you happy and you you're yeah. interested by you do it and you become like a sponge and you absorb stuff mm. from all over and and it's just going to make you into the artist you are i suppose mm. without realizing it so i wouldn't yeah. worry 
I mean, sometimes I look at friends' record collections and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. I've never heard of these people. Yeah. And then I look at mine and I think, you know, all this classic albums which you would see everywhere. But then again, I've got some hidden gems there right. which friends come over and look at and I've I've never never heard of that. There's mm. there, there's a few grunge era bands. Um there's one called Slint. Okay. S I L S L I N T. And they made an album called Spiderland. They've only done two albums. And I discovered that recently and I thought, wow, that's that's cool. exciting. But there's never a shortage of wonderful yeah. things to find so yeah. enjoy the ride that. <laughs> uh, yeah well that's it that's yeah. you know I, the grungy records man that's 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 my that's my upbringing that's yeah fuel um oh, hemorrhage in my hands that's like <laughs> that, that, that is me belting it in the car on the on a daily basis still to this day uh alice in chains um oh. All you, of that. you could sing a few Alice in Chains songs. You've got a, a great rock rock and roll voice too, you know. Oh, one day. I'll start that side project, man. I, I, <laughs> honestly, I'd love it. I'd love yeah. it. I'd love for someone to message me one day and be like, I, I've got a grunge project that needs a singer. Do you want to do it? And I'd say, yes. Yeah, absolutely. you could do it. I'd love that. It. Yeah, that's my, that's my, yeah, I'm still, I'm still listening to that. I mean, actually, what I listen to a Swedish, um, I don't know what category they are. They're a metal band called Opeth. I listen to them all the time still. I grew up listening to them. Um, I saw them for the first time. The last concert before COVID. It's great. Oh, great. nice. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, the bands like that really, really speak to me mm. still. And um, it's, uh, yeah, that diversity in collections important, I think. Mm. But, yeah, I'm certainly not buying, um, going out and listening to a lot of Nicki Minaj or something. Um, but maybe I need to. I don't know. Maybe Who the knows? trap record is coming. Yeah. James, James Walker goes trap. Maybe that's the next one. <laughs> Hip hop record. You could do anything you want. <laughs> I can be whoever I want yeah. to be. <laughs> well, that happened to a friend of mine lately. She's called uh, Josefina Svan um, from the Netherlands. And she's just started a new project called Suzuki Swift. Um, S U Z Z double O K I. Oh, not like the vehicle. It's literally the... like the vehicle Suzuki Swift, but with the two O's instead. Yeah. Of, um, and it's like, it's so good. It's like real intense, um, like agro persona hip hop project. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It, that, and she was like a calm singer songwriter before then. And now yeah. it's like, Actually, I'm making like really heavy, you know, angry hip hop music. It's so good, so good, so good. Um, so anyway, what, yeah, tangent. I mean, we're having such a lovely conversation, and I'm aware that you've got a couple more tracks lined up, <laughs> and you're going to run more. out of recording time. No, no way. <laughs> but I'd love to hear what you have next. Yes. Um. Hmm. I brought a guitar and I haven't played it yet, so I should probably do something on the guitar. Um, I will do something on the guitar. And then I won't, I might not do the cover, I might do something else at the end. Okay. I wrote a set list and I've ignored it already. So um, I'm just having a little internal battle about what to do. <laughs> I'm um, sure you'll make the right choices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I brought a guitar. We can't do four piano songs. That's, that's, that's not right. I'm going to do the latest song I brought out, I think. Um, which is not Snowfall. I'm going to do the song, the latest single. Second time, Valentine. Um, 
which is a tune that I wrote in Vienna when I lived there for a bit. And um, it just, yeah, it reminds me of easier days when, uh, you know, things things were easy and I had a nice time. And, um, you know, I was with somebody for that time and it fizzled out because I was a dramatic man. And, um, you know, it was a lot. The whole thing was a lot. It was just a lot. It was very intense from all parties in all emotional states. And that's fine. It didn't work. And we wanted it to work again. And we met up again and it didn't work. And I was like, cool, that's that's that then. And this was the song that was like, why would it work again? Because it doesn't need to. It's fine. <laughs> so it's a full band song on the internet. But I've already got a couple stripped versions of some other songs of mine that I brought out before. So I'm probably going to record a few extras from the singles and from the records as like stripped versions and release that as an EP at some point next year as well. So if you like it with just a guitar, wait, <laughs> it'll be here in the future. But yeah, I'm going to play that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Into the city I go Where the streets tell me I wonder If you miss me I know To let go If you don't If you don't If you don't Those days I had it easy, I stayed Never saw me leaving memories Come to tease me again I won't start again Cause why would it work the second time When your touch is so tainted in my mind I see your eyes, I wanna cry why would it work a second time, a second time, Valentine? Late nights and sun-kissed mornings, blue eyes. On my skin there are times I dream of calling you I, I won't let you in Cause why would it work a second time When your touch is so tainted in my mind When I see your eyes I wanna cry Why would it work a second time I said why would it work the second time when your touch is so tainted in my mind when I see your eyes I want to cry why would it work a second time the second time Valentine
time Second time Valentine Second time Thanks oh, We love just getting over a cold we love it. Is it affecting your voice? Oh, you I feel love like? it. It sounds like I've been smoking all day. Well, it it, it sounds good. I really yeah, like it's, your it's voice. Got its, it's got its charm, but it's yeah. not how I normally sound. Yeah. It's like somebody's... Oh. Oh. What's that disastrous falling over sound? Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's taken my... um. Taking my voice and aged it forty years. Um, <laughs> it will be interesting listening back, but that I mean, it still sounds beautiful. Thanks, what man. a what a lovely song! And again, you've managed to pick a theme that is so relatable. Yeah. And while you were singing, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, haven't yeah. we? Like, not everyone. I don't yeah. want to like trivialize the situation, no, obviously. But, yeah. but you know, you think, well, let's give it another go. See, see if it can work. And and it never does, because yeah. there's a reason that it didn't work yeah. the first time. Uh, well, maybe it does, but it doesn't for the majority, yeah. I don't think. I think it's, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it was one of those things for me. I think we both wanted the thing, and we wanted it in different ways, and that's all right. Yeah. And then when the reality isn't right, it doesn't matter. You're not going to fundamentally change either yourself or someone else. As much as you might want to, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's a, mm. it's a thing. I think we all, we all, yeah, we always want to make something right. If you think that you've broken it, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes a glass has been dropped on the floor, and you can't put that back together again. Yeah, it's fine. And so lovely, you've you've made sense of that difficult yeah. situation through music. Years ago, now you know it's fine, and time. Yeah. I think time is excellent. I'm with somebody new for the last two and a bit years and it's wholesome and easy and stress-free and yeah, it's lovely. So that's fine. Good. I good. think, yeah, all, all, all things heal in different ways and they're lessons, you know, it's fine. It's all good. I know what not to do now. And, uh, <laughs> I think the other way around too, I know, I know what not to settle with and what not to, what, what not to allow in my life. Yeah. They're all lessons. They're all important. It's all right. I hope he's all right. Wherever he might be. He's in Vienna. Uh, but I don't I haven't seen him in a while. But uh yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah. Lovely somewhere. city, Vienna. Oh my god, obsessed. Yeah, obsessed. I got really lucky in COVID to go there because they were they were open for a lot of it. Um and it was honestly half the price, if not a third of the price, of living in the UK. And um I had a really old, slightly haunted apartment in the middle of town. Big, a big old, like a chandelier type thing. It looked like a bunch of great High ceilings. Massive, massive, five meter ceilings. Absolutely huge. Wow. Um, so so much echo. Can't record in there at all. So it all <laughs> sounded horrible. But, um, <laughs> but I had a great time. And, you know, I was paying nothing almost, you know. Same, same amount that you'd pay. My sister drove... I used to commute from Reading to London for work. She was paying more on that commute than I was paying on rent in Vienna for like a big apartment in the middle of town. And I'm like, what are you doing? Come out here. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a special city. And, the, you know, the the governmental decisions that have led to that place being as affordable. So like social housing there is incredible. Um, the government support for 
for people is is pretty solid mm. um although they are pretty hardline on immigration and they've only got worse uh over the last few years um from what i am aware the german required level now for you to get a residency is almost impossibly hard for you to obtain in the six months temporary visa that they give you um so there's slightly little prickly mm. things that they're putting in place to probably preserve the fact that their city is cheap and the quality of life is high and mm. the healthcare is great but it's a great place to be summertime there's amazing everybody's swimming and uh yeah, boiling it's a basin it's in between all the mountains so it traps all the heat 40 odd degrees in the summertime it was it was a lot oh, you don't expect that it, i guess some of these places have extremes so in winter it'll yeah, be freezing minus 18 cold. <laughs> yeah you know snow up to your knees mm. and uh yeah my, my, minus double figures quite often and you spend the whole you spend six months going from one warm room one warm house to another warm house nobody's outside yeah it's beautiful though yeah yeah, I had I had one visit to Vienna when I was traveling around Europe, and I had such a lovely experience because I was looking for a hostel to stay in, and I had a, a, all my luggage with me, and I was just wandering the streets, and mm. a very kind person who I asked for directions said, "Well, you know, I've got this place to stay, and my partner isn't around, so there's a spare room." And fantastic, and. I was trusting and mm. I didn't have any fears yeah. and you know I I embraced it and I said sure that that would be lovely and mm. he showed me their place and it was one of these apartments tenement kind of yeah. things like exactly. three floors and high ceilings the yeah. works and I I had such a wonderful time I I got to bed early cuz I was exhausted and in the morning this host had gone down to the bakery and brought some lovely bread and pastries and he left it in the kitchen and so with, with a note and he said i noticed you were sleeping and i didn't want to disturb you have a lovely journey and that's the you know i only saw him in the evening i woke up in the morning let yourself out and oh, i love that it was it was so it was so wonderful and also to be in a city with such a musical mm -hmm. heritage mozart is right. austrian right um so it's beautiful yeah and yeah the crime place. rate is so low right it's i just felt so safe the whole time yeah how long did you stay in the end i stayed i think i stayed for two or three nights so yeah. then eventually i found the hostel and this guy said you you know you're welcome to stay longer and i didn't want to overstay so <laughs> i just um it's definitely not um it, i think that's just a really nice person yeah not just not just in austria i think that i've found that on lots of these tours lately that um there's lots of absolutely lovely people the whole world over and it's been such a wholesome experience get to get into travel like this and uh seeing that there's good everywhere is really lovely yeah 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 and you can yeah. sometimes get fixated on stuff that isn't so good but mm. you've got to try to remember that mm. there's a lot of good out there yeah 100 percent. where else did you visit oh um, I'm not used to being asked the questions. Oh. I do like it. I do like it. But um, you ask better questions than I do. So, oh, I, I, I visited, I love the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I love awesome. going to Pisa. I just, as a child growing up, that was something that always fascinated me. Like, how can that, <laughs> that building be skew like that? And All the then, tourists holding it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, for those photos. Everyone's standing there in front of, but that, that was quite fascinating. And, 
Rome, of course, was was wonderful. I, I mean, Europe is is a very special mm. place, very rich in culture and heritage and art and mm. all of those things. But yeah, I had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, love it, James. Th this has just been such a wonderful evening, and You're you so know, welcome. to meet someone where you can have such a wonderful conversation with is is a is a blessing. So. Thank you very much for, for making for contact with me and sharing your wonderful music and your your wonderful stories. And it's been such an easy interview because I call it an interview. I'm not sure <laughs> if it is, but it's it's been a, a wonderful conversation because y you're just so free with your knowledge and experience. Ah, thank and you. It's, it's so so good of you. And and I, I would love to hear another song if we could that to perhaps can. play out with if if that's yeah. all right yeah 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 of course thanks for having me it's, it's been, a pleasure it's anytime been, it's been a lot of fun i like to take a break from christmas madness and just come and you know reflect on other things and not be at home for a couple of hours it's, it's quite nice it's quite a nice little moment so yeah yeah it's like everything's just me. aligned really nicely to mm. to fit in this time so yeah. yeah being home and seeing that you were starting this thing and well continuing this thing but starting the new instagram and yeah you know, it all just felt like well i should while i'm home and you know it's been really really lovely so thanks for letting me come and talk your ear, ear off for an hour and uh and play some songs so i'll do one final one that is um god yeah it's a lot but it's all right um it's called between and it's also on that ep um and uh yeah this is just a yeah a little bit of a story about all kinds of all kinds of things and home in a in a in a roundabout way and um yeah it's, it's i've not it didn't intend on playing this, but it's come to my mind. I was going to end with a cover of Randy Newman, but then I was like, no, I want to play this this new one. So, um, uh, yeah, it's called Between, and it'll also be on the thing at some point next year, sometime. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do that. Thanks. Thanks thank for you. having me. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. See and you later. Have a, a really safe journey home. and. Yeah. Enjoy the days that are slowly getting longer now. We've passed the winter oh, solstice. Definitely. And so yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Oh. So that, this is why we've got these oh, smiles on our faces. News. Yeah. Oh, all right. So we'll play out with that and just, um, yeah, anytime, James. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. loved thank you for what you've done dragged me down and drugged me up took my money threw me out and run wait in the water parents house out so late the sun's rising now 
Big time drama, small time town. People watching, people watch the world go round. Not so big when you step out of here. I lost you somewhere along the years. I'm somewhere between who who I want to be I'm somewhere between two paths in front of me I'm somewhere between loving you and hating me I'm somewhere between
goodness gracious that is magical oh, magical wow you I'm saved for that with a whole whole orchestra you uh, saved the best to last yeah oh, that's a beauty great. home <laughs> uh, wow. yeah man that's uh that's quite something it's gonna be really lovely i think with the luscious production and all these layers and it's gonna be really nice oh I think. Yeah. yeah thanks man that's yeah nice new one so thank you that's beautiful thank yeah. you anytime any welcome see you in another time and thanks for having me in your shed pleasure yeah, pleasure been a, been a pleasure we're winding back the time clock we'll open up the strong box what's in your shed what's in your shed pictures and treasures and the books that we read what's in your shed what's in your shed